Ahahaha, hello there. If it isn't time for another episode of Plurality, a podcast about beautiful music and beautiful people. My name is Mikey and I am thrilled to be joined by my two favorite Aaron's. That is, of course, Aaron French. Frenchy. Hey, Mikey. And our own Aaron Moody, DJ E Mood. Hey, pals. Hello, hello. Hi. I wish that you guys could see what Aaron Frenchie is wearing right now. It's a whole vibe. I love this freaking top. I got it from Dollskill. I'm obsessed. Wow. The colors, it is actually incredible. We are coming off of an incredible weekend with our little squad at EDC Orlando, and we're excited that we get to talk about it on the episode today. So what's that going to look like? We're going to kick it off with Drop of the Week, and then the rest of the time, we are talking EDCO. Frenchie, welcome back to the pod. Amazing to have you here. What is your Drop of the Week? Thank you. My Drop of the Week is by Allison Wonderland. If anybody knows Allison, you know that she is just a badass in her own lane. She is an Australian singer. She's a cellist. She's just a general magic maker. And I love that she's just so raw and open and just happy to just share what she's going through, even if it's really dark. My Drop of the Week is by Allison Wonderland, but it is the wildlife remix of Lost My Mind. And here it is. took me by surprise. I'm obsessed with that song. I love it so much. She actually played it during her set. Well, she played the original with Dylan Francis and then she remixed the remix in and it was just oh, immaculate. Isn't that sick? Oh, that was tasty. Yeah, I liked that one. Yeah, it's delicious, delectable. Cruncher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Frenchie. Excited for Moody. What is next? So this one I chose because I have a story about it later from the weekend. This guy is a rhythm and dubstep DJ. He frequently collabs with Seven Lions, Excision, and Trivecta. I mean, if you're a headbanger, you absolutely know this song. An absolute sad boy classic. Yes, classic for sure. If you've been to any Seven Lions or Slander show. Or Davin or Said the Sky or any of those fools. Yes, literally any of them. Yeah. <laughs> so without further ado, this is Another Me by Seven Lions, Excision, Wooly, and Dylan Matthew. Oh, 
delicious. Always hits. Always hits. Always hits. It's always that drop, too, because there are two other drops that are more on the melodic side, and that one is the crunchy drop that just gets everyone in their feels. (laughs) That drop and the drop from Island by Seven Lions. I feel like are the two peak drops of that era. Those, everybody can play them and oh. For sure. Yes. Sunday, Willie played and sorry, our kids are going crazy right now. <laughs> what is happening, you two? What is she doing? I don't know. She just found the smallest hole what to fit into. Jack wants to come on the pod. Come here, baby. Come here. Come Coco, what are you come doing? Come here. She come like here. maneuvered her way under the TV somehow. There's like no space down there and she like. Also, her paws are covered in cat litter, so that's funny, too. (laughs) Oh, little poopy paws, Coco. And here's Jack. (laughs) Hey, Jack. Welcome back. What's your drop of the week this week, Mikey? So I am going to play a drop that we heard at EDC Orlando. This is a remix of Inner Bloom, as listeners may know, Mikey's favorite song. And it took us a bit, but we found it. Genie played this on Saturday, but the remix is actually done by Machaki, M-A-C-H-A-K-I, and that can only be found on SoundCloud. I haven't heard Inner Bloom done this way. Bless Vanna for getting a video of this. You can always count on Vanna. All right, here we go. That song is always beautiful, but oh, with dubstep? That was amazing. I want to experience that again in real life and have it like pump through my blood. Yeah, always pumping. That hit home, as that song does every time. That's drop of the week. Wow, what great contributions to music we have today. (laughs) Nice work, guys. Good team. And so we will go right into day one, Friday. I was the first one on the grounds. Unfortunately, it was a weird entrance. They weren't letting people in. There was thunder and lightning in the area. No worries. I met a nice banana in the line. We ended up getting in. Her name was Brina. Very entertaining human. Happy to have met them. Met a couple other individuals immediately upon entrance. We had Tatiana, Chris, Jenna, Gio, Sierra. What a squadron of headbangers in Sullivan King jerseys. We're just headbanging as soon as they started playing the music. That was a big highlight for me kicking off day one. We came in right after Mikey. They were still building some of the stages because of 
the literal hurricane that came the night before. And actually, Circuit Grounds was not ever built to 100% of its potential. They had to cut some of the screens just because they just didn't have time to build it. But you know what? The vibes were still there. I think that the first set that we went to where we saw like the whole set at Circuit Grounds was Jessica Otterfred. That's true, yes. Mm-hmm. She brought an incredibly hard, incredibly juicy set to Circuit Grounds. Personally, I loved her and I would 100% see her again. Yeah, same. High energy the whole time. She was checking on someone who, I, I don't know if there was like a mosh pit or something, but she like checked on someone to make sure they were okay. So shout out to Jess. Like, thank you for doing that. Very cool moment. Mm, I think I want to play something by Miss Jess. If I pull her up on Spotify, I have one saved. It's called Nothing Left. I don't know what it's gonna sound like, but here we go. I like the taste of karma on my lips. Put gasoline and light a cigarette. Cause in the heat and the heat of the night, the temperatures, temperatures rising. Don't you know that you're playing with fire? That gives you a little taste. A little morsel. So again, that is Nothing's Left by Jessica Otifred with Charmanders and vocals by Sarah Benio. Jessica threw down right into Midnight Tea, who always throws down. And that was a blast with the little squad that I just mentioned. There was the moment all of a sudden the people who walk around EDCO dressed in like the full one color spandex suits with these harnesses on holding up these like huge they're they're like massive petals as though we were all in the middle of like this huge flower like a a peacock feather and we turn around and we're just encircled by like six of these and all of a sudden like everyone in the area was joining in the headbanging so we had like 30 people inside our little our little pod there's an awesome picture actually of it that edco posted on friday that was really cool oh and that's the gang that gave me this kendama Ah. Which a kendama, if you don't know, it's a little wooden toy. It's like a hammer with a spike on top, and there's a string and a ball attached. And the ball has a hole. You try to catch it on the spike or on the sides, and I'm obsessed with it. So shout out Tatiana and Chris. They were my kendama homies. What a time. I can't wait to kendama with y'all again. And I can attest, Mikey was carrying that around and playing with it all weekend. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Like, you ever just standing watching a set, and you're kind of like fidgety, frantic. Whenever that would happen, I would just pull out my kendama and just play around. And it like calmed me down. I also just learned that it's called a kendama. I didn't know that's what it was called. I didn't know either. Yeah, I literally learned that last weekend. From there, from Circuit Grounds, we went and saw Ruben Duran. Yeah, we did. Who was phenomenal at Stereo Bloom. Stereo Bloom is like an incredible stage, you know? Like it has insane bass, awesome screens with like neon lights that go all around it. It has lasers. 
It has fire. What doesn't it have? It has everything. Frenchie, I had so much fun shuffling with you during that set. Me too. It was so much fun. It was such a beautiful set. You know, it had a really good cadence to it as well. There were like enough highs, enough like dark, dirty lows. Like it was a really cool, it was a really cool set. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. And that was the set that we saw two older women who, you know, were maybe... They were like 70, 70 years plus. old. Absolutely. What did their shirts say again? One was, you wish I was your mama. <laughs> and the other one said, rape to the grave. So Frenchie went up and got to plur them both and I took a video of the whole thing happening and actually I've seen videos of them on EDM train, Insomniac Records, uh, EDM Maniac. Maniac. They've been all over the EDCO recap (laughs) of of all the socials. They were on the rail for somebody's set. Who was that? I don't know. I think that might have been Disco Lines. Anywho, yeah, Ruben Duran was great. And our like whole crew pretty much went to that set. So that was special. We had Vanna and Becca and Mikey and both of us. Yeah, it was super special. It was a lot yeah, of fun. Hella vibes. Really quick, I want to go into our house for everyone who doesn't know. So, Oh yeah, duh, we should have started there. The Aaron's booked the Airbnb, and then we had Vanna, who we have discussed on the pod, and then her pal from Rochester, Becca, who dresses like a little princess every day, and then the night comes, and sudden death comes on, and she puts her jersey on and goes feral. <laughs> She's hilarious. Huge fan of Becca, <laughs> except she doesn't really do house music. It's like, oh, is this elevator music going to be over soon? <laughs> and then Victoria and Michael, who you guys met at Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it was it was really special to have Victoria drive down from New York. How many hours was that, babe? Like 17 hours? Of yeah, 17, 18. Yeah. She drove straight down from New York. Michael flew down and met her. And they like camped in their camper van, like at our place. They're so funny. It was, it was awesome to have them too. Literal goals. That was amazing. I mean, you know, it was, it was a trek for all of us since with the hurricane, we all had to reroute our flights. Our flights got canceled twice. We ended up flying into South Carolina and then driving to Orlando from there, picking Mikey up on the way, Vanna up on the way. It was, it was a true team effort. I thought I was going to get stuck on an island the bridges at my fam's house like were closed you couldn't get off the island i was stressing but we made it we did it we got there we did it a true team effort truly (laughs) including my sister shout out to Britt for letting us crush at her place yeah in charleston Charleston. huge somebody was like oh that sucks you can't get off the island you might be late and i was like no you don't understand if i have to swim off of this island (laughs) i will i am not missing any moments of this i will hang glide if i have to (laughs) we have paddle boards i will be on there with my suitcase (laughs) with ferdinand uh, frederick in tow (laughs) frederick the duck in tow we were not missing it so funny where were we i think we're about to get to wilkinson which we were so bummed that he pulled out there was a wonderful replacement though Dimension! Dimension! Dimension fucking slayed. It was, yeah, phenomenal. And you know what? It was cool because Frenchie and I missed the first half of Dimension set at Izu. So this time we got to see the full set. Redemption at Dimension. Oh, Redemption at Dimension. Yeah, Van and I were like, we did just see the set at Izu. I wish it was Wilkinson. (laughs) But he was very good still. He played some Wilkinson, I think. That was really cool of him. I think they might be pals in real life. I think they've done some music together, so that makes sense. The UK lads in their drum and bass. I, I feel like they're <laughs> skanking for the skanking lads. Skanking for the lads. They're all in the same uh, 
in the same friend group, I, I, I assume. <laughs> I also assume. Um, one more highlight that I want to talk about is on Friday, you know, linking up with our friends, Yaya and Aaron, and then their other friends named Aaron. And then at one point we had perhaps eight of us who were named Aaron <laughs> all together. And then it just became like this big fat joke of like, yes, this one's Aaron, but that one's not Aaron. That one's Aaron. Wait, I didn't tell you this actually. When I was with you guys at Allison and then I left to wander, not 200 feet after I left you guys, I just saw like this wonderful human and I went up and said, hi. I was like, hi, how are you? I said, my name's Mikey. She said, oh, hi, I'm Aaron. <laughs> I was like, you have to be kidding me. <laughs> like, is this a joke? And she was like, what? I was like, I can't really explain it. There's so many Aaron's here that I'm with. You have no idea. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, because then from Dimension was Allison. It was great to see Allison play down the line because we hadn't seen her play that live since it came out. brought an incredible set it was gorgeous there was one mix that she did where she played Nicki Minaj monster I think is the name of it and she mixed it out into another song and she scratched it was like a full minute like 60 seconds of her scratching and then like restarting the beat I said to Frenchie while it was happening I was like like she's literally scratching right now and then maybe like five seconds later like after it was like completely done the transition she gets on the mic and she goes i just want everyone to know that that was hard <laughs> and, and i was like does. yes queen go off like we knew we saw it we saw it oh yeah i've never seen her scratch like that like that was no i either it was amazing i love her little accent too <laughs> yeah when she's like isn't it amazing that we're all here right now together and i'm like yes <laughs> Victoria's next to us crying. <laughs> Victoria loves Allison. You know, every other song, she'd be like, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. <laughs> yeah, the, the Allison BTSM conflict was, was the toughest for me for the weekend. Oh, That's for certain. Tough. And Fairy Corson was and at the same time. Like, come on. Come on. And Camel Fat was actually at that exact same time. And I really wanted to see Camel Fat. That's true. I remember you saying that. Yeah, my homie Noah, his gal Clara is a huge Camel Fat fan. I was like, how was it? She said, phenomenal. I was like, of course. <laughs> Next time. I wonder who was at that set because Allison was packed and I'm sure BTSM was too. But anyway, you know, Friday, like as shittily as it started off, like we said this when we were leaving, like the, the vibes were definitely there. We, we made a full comeback. Oh, I had so much fun wearing my little Care Bear outfit. Took so many pictures with all these other Care Bears. Some beautiful princesses. Daliana, hello. It was a time. A time. And then the night ended for you guys at Martin Garrix? We saw like one or two tracks of Martin, but then we went to Zed's Dead. I really enjoyed that Zed's Dead set. I needed to see a Zed's Dead just textbook classic set. 
because the first time I saw them, they played out an album that was much different from all of their stuff and I wasn't expecting. So I feel like now I can confidently say that I've seen Zed's Dead, baby. I love how they open with that from uh, Pulp Fiction. Whose motorcycle is this? It's a chopper, baby. Whose chopper is this? Zed's. Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. That's definitely a good, uh, good artist to put on Circuit Grounds one and to close out a festival day too. hundred percent. Nicely done, Insomniac. All right, let's move along to Saturday. Take us there, Frenchie. That Saturday was really fun. We went to Shermanology at Neon Garden. Bro, Plurvies, do you remember Neon Garden in years past? We may or may not know. Neon Garden used to be in a tent. Insomniac really brought it this year and completely reimagined Neon Garden. We are on this massive platform. It just felt so much bigger. And now they put like those 10 screens all the way around it to kind of like enclose it in a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And then to go to Shermanology as our first set of the day, it was a total vibe. This DJ duo totally killed it. Do you want to play the Killa song? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I didn't realize that song was with Fisher. Fuck yeah. McFluffer. McFluffer. Can I get a McFluffer? <laughs> I want to be friends with that guy. He's an absolute lunatic. Dude, he's so bonkers. <laughs> 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 That's my Fisher impression. <laughs> yeah, and he's like always going like this. The hands, yeah. When he's DJing. McFluffer. This one is called It's a Killer by Fisher and Shermanology. Bang, 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 it's a stick up. Shut it down as soon as we pull up. Bang the drums, I know it's a killer. Killer, killer, killer. It's a killer. Bang, 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 it's a stick up. Shut it down as soon as we pull up. Bang, baby, bang, bang, stick up. Bang, baby, bang, it's bang, a killer. killer. It's a killer. It's a killer. It's a killer. It's a vibing to My the song God. in the blazing heat with our good friend Brandon from New York who was also having a time he lost his phone and his sunglasses broke mm. <laughs> what a day you know we really worked hard everyone to get to this festival and to not only get there but then have a good time afterwards because <laughs> like it was just it was like I said a team effort <laughs> a total team effort the duo Andy and Dorothy they are from the Dutch Caribbean island of Curacao. Dorothy sang the whole time, which was really fucking dope. Andy was DJing all the tracks. Dorothy was singing on top of them. And her vocals were like crisp. 100%. Yeah. Oh my God. They were crisp. They were so beautiful. If you were a house head, like that's where you needed to be that at that moment. <laughs> Noise. And if you were a bass head, you needed to be at circuit grounds to see Jeannie. She was tremendous. My theme of the day was the ducky adventures of Frederick, Dennis, and Gina. Frederick was a little blow-up guy, and Dennis and Gina were little figures. He he he. They're so cute. I gave Gina to Adele, Dan, Liam, and friends. I heard that Gina met a violent end during Slander, 
was uh, knocked off and violently trampled. <laughs> Never fear, because her legacy lives on in the form of Tina, her identical ah! twin sister, <laughs> Ducky. Tina will be there at the next one to carry on Gina's memory. Oh my God. <laughs> They're so cute. I love your Ducky fam. I had so much fun just with all the ducky related things that happened. I have quite the collection of little rubber ducks now. I have a surfing ducky, green weird looking alien ducky, unicorn ducky, Ooh. fancy lady ducky. She's got a purse and a fancy chain. And I've got sheep ducky. People were literally, as I was walking, just like grabbing my arm. They'd be like, hey, rummage through their backpack and just give me the duckies. It was incredible. Hey, you duck man. <laughs> <laughs> and hats off to you, Mikey, for wearing Crocs with your ducky outfit. Like that was just, how how did you do in Crocs that day? <laughs> first things first, when things get crazy, you got to put those puppies in sport mode. Put them right in four wheel drive, get the thing behind your heel, and then you're good to go. To be honest, that is the day that my feet hurt the least. So shout out to Crocs. This is an ad for Crocs. If you wear them to festivals, it's actually pretty solid. I did a lot of shuffling in Crocs. Who knew? Who knew? Oh my God, I'm going to get some platform Crocs. Oh my God. <laughs> that was fun. And then shall we talk about the music a bit on Saturday? Yes. Absolutely. We all bopped over to Ray Volpe. Bum -ba -dum! Lasers. 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 You know, we saw my best friend from high school, Courtney, who was like, oh, was he like a lot of drum and bass? And I was like, no, he was like straight up just dubstep, the whole like head banging <laughs> dubstep. What? And it got it got melodic, like right as we were leaving. And I was like, of course, now it gets melodic. <laughs> I don't think he played one drum. No, and bass. <laughs> not a drop. Just fucking heat. Just heat. It was one of the best sets of the weekend, if you ask me. Hell yeah. Pure heat. And that was the first time that lasers were played at the festival on circuit grounds is when he dropped lasers at the end of his set. I think I saw a video he posted. His manager called him and said, hey, we can actually get lasers and fire if we move the song to the end of the set so that the sun will be set by then. It'll be dark and it would work. And like, oh, what a way to kick off the lasers in the festival like it doesn't get better than that i did see that video too that was great and then we bopped over to dom dollar saw some of uh mikey's friends yeah i saw some pals adele adele i made her a candy that said rolling in the deep <laughs> very witty and funny mikey nice job good job mikey thanks thanks i appreciate it and then after we did that we bopped back to circuit grounds for fucking rusco oh my god Ooh oh my god was that the most fucking magical rave fam set of the weekend or truly what? uh yeah i don't know that i've ever been to a set that was that high energy slash like fast tempo like that it was a fast set that was a ten thousand step set it was drum and bass the whole time but it was like those bpms were up there oh my gosh it was exhausting <laughs> i had a headache afterwards because i was like i pushed myself too hard <laughs> we 
danced our little asses off. Truly annihilated. And we made some new friends, Yulia and Andre. Shout out to our homies. They were thrashing because we had all this space in the middle. like Tons of space. Tons of space. I was doing laps. I was sprinting circles. You were. You were all over the place. (laughs) We could see your little flashing hair. Scrunchies. Around your wrist. Just like, oh, there he is. There he is. Oh, and he played he played our song. He played like, our he, song. He played, yeah. he played every day. The Net, the Net Sky, Sky remix. remix. Frenchie had got a video of us bopping around. Collectively losing our minds. Losing our minds, yes. Yeah, Andre and Yulia were bringing the same vibes. They were dancing so frantically and ridiculously. It fit in perfectly. And just two very handsome, tall, fit people. Like, wow. Power couple, for real. Man, what a good set. And, uh, you know, again, the lasers and, and the visuals, like, that Circuit Grounds has to offer. Just incredible. I know. Circuit Grounds is, like, one of my favorite stages of all time. Absolutely. And I do have a little bit of a regret. I kind of regret not staying for Kaiwachi back-to-back company. But after Ray Volpe and Resco, like, I just, I, I did the right thing. I needed a little break. I, like I said, had a headache and I was like, I need to eat something and take some aspirin, which I did. And thank God, because it saved me. Yeah. Like it was only eight o'clock and Frenchie was like, you got to get it together. (laughs) (laughs) No, she said it in a nice way. She was like, babe, it's eight o'clock. And I was was like, yeah, we got four more hours. No, she's, she's said That's it nicely. She really was, funny. I did say it nicely. She was petting me. She's like, let's go to the medical tent. And, and I recommended that we get the aspirin, so. Uh, Moody, get your shit together. There's four hours to go. <laughs> we have a lot of music left. Mm-hmm. I will not be dragged. No, no I was no, not no, like no, that. No, she, I was she, the one who said we need to get aspirin for you. So she that was taking care keep of going. Me. Shout out to the med people. They were very awesome. You know, gave, gave me the meds. Anyway. You know, the homies looking out. No, but I, I agree with you, Frenchie. If I had to do it over again, I think I would stay for that set. But I did get to just kind of be in my own little world for vintage culture, just by myself, listening to the music, experiencing it. And it was very nice. And he also had an Inner Broom remix. So it was a nice moment. Totally. He played it just for you. He did. I literally texted him like, yo, like, can we get this in there? <laughs> and he was like, yes, Mikey, for you, we shall. What a guy. Old VC. What a guy. And then after that, oh God, we all tried to meet each other for John Summit. And I'm sure everyone on EDM Twitter and have heard that that was just... A crowded set. <laughs> it was crazy to watch all of the hundreds of people just flowing into Neon Garden. I was like, these people, this is too many. Where are you going to go? There's nowhere for you to go. <laughs> this is too many. <laughs> I felt like we were at the back of the crowd and we were like 200 yards away from the stage. Yeah, there were people who were outside of the perimeter of the trailers that made the stage. And they, there's no way that they could see. And we were just outside of those people. So we were like, yeah, definitely not worth it. Not going to At that point, risk becomes, our safety. Yeah, no, exactly. I was going to say, it becomes a safety hazard. It's like, we're not about to get trampled. There's no way we're doing that. So yeah. I think that we made the right decision. We audibled. We went to Jay Wara back to back Vanessa over at Stereo Bloom. 
And that was definitely the vibe. That was way more. I was, I even said to you, I was like, I'm so happy that we chose to do this. Like that was my, my vibe in the moment. Absolutely. The vibes were definitely at Stereo Bloom for that set. So happy. I mean, we had plenty of space there because everyone went to John Summit. So, you know, and, and hey, I'm not hating on John Summit. No. I know he is getting dragged. It's not his fault. And it's not his fault. And he keeps making that point. And it's true. It's not his fault. Like he should have been on. Well, and you know what? He made the point on Twitter that, you know, I could have been on main stage, but that's not the kind of music that I was playing in my set. And then I thought back to like Joel Corey, who played a lot of techno. And I was like, I mean, you could have played your set on Kinetic Field and it wouldn't have been weird. Like Chris Lake did a full tech house set and that wasn't weird like there were a bunch of different genres on a kinetic field so i don't think it would have been weird if john summit were on kinetic field but it is what it is and and again it's not his fault that he's so goddamn popular we're all just trying to listen to bender boy throw some tunes throw some tunes shout out to him for still putting on a good set and we frenchie and i did get a chance to catch him go back to back with Dom Dalla and Green Velvet, and that that was definitely awesome, and way more space because <laughs> Tiesto was also playing at that point. So you know, people were at Tiesto, but and then he just went out into the night, the clubs of Orlando, and just kept playing for hours and hours. Like videos were popping up, people were like, "Yo, I was just like at a club, and John Summit just like started playing. It was crazy." I saw that he was at like random bars playing. <laughs> he said that's when he has the most fun because he just plays whatever he wants. There's no expectations and he just has fun with the homies. I would love to catch one of those surprise sets someday because that's just there for the love of the music, not getting paid there because they love it. Absolutely. And we had a nice little surprise. The Frenchie and I went to the beach stage to see Code Co. He was really good really like, really good really really good and we made some new friends jordan and lewis shout out jordan and lewis they actually had met a year prior at the beach stage and like now they're dating and happily Aww. in love and uh, yeah it was really really sweet that we got to meet them they're from portland it's really cool yeah it was awesome i mean we were sitting on sand that was cute and it was very beachy and fun and i was surprised i was happily surprised and I also want to mention on Saturday, another group of people that I had the pleasure of meeting over on Circuit Grounds, just from dancing in that same area, Kira, Mike, Micah, Ayana, Chubbs, oh my God, Chubbs, Ben, Justin, just these wonderful people who were like posted up on couches and then we hung out with them for sudden death, got to watch little Becca rage her little face off. It was so much fun. But I just wanted to mention those people because the people for me, honestly, was the highlight. As much as the music was amazing, all the cool people we got to connect with and exchange Instagrams and that we'll meet up at Forest with was the highlight for me. Couldn't agree more. I mean, overall, like I was I was the same way, just meeting up with all these amazing, fun, authentic people, seeing our old friends, making new friends, always like one of my favorite parts of any music festival for sure. And then from Sudden Death, we finished up with Tiesto. He finished with drum and bass. I was like, oh my God, Tiesto. With drones making patterns in the sky. That one took me by surprise. That was a lot of fun. We were kind of bopping around towards the end of the night, but we did catch two of the songs that Tiesto played. One of them being a song by an artist called Delirium. 
with vocals by Sarah McLaughlin. That song came out in like the beginning 2000s. And that's like a song that I list, like one of the first EDM songs that I like really got into. So I was stoked that he played that. And then directly after that, he played Love Comes Again with BT. And I was like, babe, he's playing the BT song. And we, and we stopped and took a video. And yeah, I was so glad that we caught that. And it wasn't until we were walking home where you brought that song up. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I knew that song when it was playing because you played it on the podcast. <laughs> Love comes again. again. How do I know this? Aaron Moody, DJ E. Mood. That's how I know it. There you go. So this is Silence with Sarah McLaughlin, Delirium, the Tiesto remix. Oh my God, it's an 11 and a half minute song. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, give me a sec. jams in high school mm, that's the type of one that you could just get lost in this is when he was still doing trance back in the day i love that on spotify it has the song title and everything and then it says dj tiesto's in search of sunrise remix yeah 2003 is when that came out that's so nice and here it is in 2022 still playing it that's fun yep save yeah, definitely check out that whole song when you have a minute, because it's it's a it's a whole vibe. That's gonna get put on at the opportune moment. And he knew what he was doing, playing that song and then going into the BT song. I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Same era of, of music. It was a really cool transition. Yeah. yeah, I have a list of who I hope post the full sets and Tiesto was on there because there were some really nice moments. Erin even said when we were walking by, she was like, Okay, okay, Tiesto. He was not on her list of people to see. And those two songs, when we caught him, she was like, okay, all right. Okay. I see you, Tiesto. He knows what he's doing. He's an OG. He's an OG. He's been around forever, dude. There's You can't deny. You can't deny. You can't. You can't. <laughs> he's big time. It gets the people going. I also heard Slander's set to finish the night was tremendous. You know, just a lot of good music out there. For sure. Yeah, we were at Neon Garden. I thought it was great, though. We, we, did, we started off with Arm & Hammer at the beach stage. And then we bopped over to Neon Garden. 
Let's go here. Let's go here. Let's go here. It's true. Let's see everybody. As Mikey says, we were just following the vibes. We were just following the vibes. We were just following the vibes. That's all there is to do. <laughs> you just got to sniff them out. Follow the trail. No, I, I liked doing that this this festival. Because, like, you know, we, we had our little map that we had highlighted. And, like, we saw the people who we wanted to see. But, you know, there were definitely times where Aaron and I would look at each other and be like, let's go try another stage. Yeah. Like, just to, you know, see what else is out there. I love to hear it. I enjoyed it very much. It is good for us because we're usually pretty committed to the schedule. So, And it feels good to not have to rush somewhere, too. To be like, you know what? Like, if we're not going to be there in time. Like, I was bummed that we missed vintage culture, but I didn't like think anything of it really i was like i gotta eat and sit down <laughs> yeah no point stressing about it yeah because we'll always see him again we'll yeah. always see him again and we've seen a lot of these people before and, and that was another cool thing about this edc is like a lot of these people we hadn't seen so oh, yeah yeah that's a conversation van and i had we were really happy to just kind of check the boxes like sudden death i don't think i've ever been to a sudden death set so to see him at edc done it experienced it tiesto at edc I feel like that's like a, a check, you know? Most notably, we just talked about Ray Volpe. I was like, let's go. I like saw a proper like set by Ray Volpe. Check. Exactly. It's all about seeing a proper set with the lads skanking. The lads be skanking. <laughs> Especially to that drum and bass. Oh, they get real skanky to the DMB. I was definitely a skanky lad during some DMB <laughs> this weekend. Lad. And then, you know, day three, Sunday, we really closed it out strong. So many dope people on Sunday, start to finish. For vibes, Sunday was the day. 100%. You know, it wasn't as crazy with the people. Everyone came on Saturday to see the Bender Man. But, you know, Sunday, it was way more chill. Everyone was just like having a good time. Like we were all just vibing. We were talking about it. And it's nice that we get to day three and people... A, know where they're going, know where the stages are. B, care less. They're there to like just dance and vibe. And they're a little bit less worried about like what they look like or who they're going to dance with or talk to or whatever. You know, people people's guards are down. I really appreciate that because then I can be a little bit feral and go wild with whomever and people just fucking get it, you know? They just get it. It was Elite Vibes on Sunday. You guys got to see Kalina Zanders early on. I heard great things about that set. Definitely one of our favorite sets on Saturday, on Sunday. Well, and the whole festival, to be honest. Like, they brought all the vibes. There was, like, Tech House, House. They were singing. They sung some old songs. Kalina was just, I really hate to say it, Mikey, the Eden Prince of EDC Orlando. It's true. I literally cried, and I was sober at that point. I just was like... So A, vibes are excellent, people's guards are down, everyone's ready to dance and just like really close up the festival strong. B, she delivered beautiful music, beautiful vocals. She's a vibe in and of herself. And then after all of that, like all of those floral petal people <laughs> came over and they were all dancing around us. Everyone is just like a big rave fam of happiness and love and harmony at that moment. And I'm just like, I lost it. I'm like, yeah. I'm done. It was a bunch of rainbows. It was definitely a queer kiki. You could tell like there, there were just like a bunch of non-binary and, you know, all of LGBTQ Very gay fans showing just up. Like, voguing i remember that guy who was voguing oh yeah. my god that was so good it was really beautiful yeah what is voguing 
Oh, Mikey. No idea. Okay. Oh my God. We have so much to talk about. It's a type of dance that originated out of the drag scene. Like the ballroom scene. Yes. Like the the underground ballroom scene. Scene, which I think is from the Bronx. Mostly transgender people of color or just people in drag would dance in these very like structured ways with your hands and death dropping is a part of Vogue. Death dropping? It's it's a whole thing. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh yeah, God. death drop. You we gotta death show drop? you some fucking death drops, Mikey. Oh, You're gonna die. It's amazing. It's like the It's when the their fast, leg like... goes back and they fall back on their back. Oh my God, that would hurt my back so much. <laughs> but it looks incredible. Vogue. But yes, there was one person at Kalina Zander's set who was voguing and it was it was just fun to watch. Yeah, he was doing a great job. Yeah, I he had my it. EDC All Are Welcome Here fan and I was like, fanning them and I was like, yes, bitch, go off. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. It was so much was fun. Really... Oh my God. I'm so happy for you guys. That does sound super fun. Thank you. Unfortunately, that was directly at the same time as Lazewo, which truly was one of my favorite sets of that day, that weekend. Live vocals as well for that one, because it's three of them, two producers, and one girl named Kiva who does live vocals. And we were there with our squad from the previous day. We were frolicking around. We were playing with the Kendama. Fuck Your Sunshine came on. And we all had a great time. Like It was a highlight of the day for me, so... That's fun. We both were just having the time of our lives in different places. We were bummed that we missed that set because our friends who we had met the night before, Jordan and Louis, they are friends with Lizewo. They know them. Like the Louis went to high school with one of them. I I think think so. Yeah. Yeah. And so they invited us to like come and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like Kalina was like at the top of our list. Like we can't miss Kalina. So we were bummed that we didn't get to do Lizewo with you guys. But definitely next time we see them on a lineup, they'll, they'll be a priority for us for sure. And same for Kalina. I'll have to see a set. You'll love it, Mikey. And right after Kalina, we got to see Francis Mercier. Beautiful tribal sounds, like really earthy tones. We made some dope, dope friends. Claude and Claire and Sammy. They were all dancing up at the front with us. They had these little puppets of, what was it? Oscar Cookie the Grouch oh and Cookie Monster. Uh, Big Bird. <laughs> you know, dancing with them. It we, was we have so a bunch of videos funny. of it. And, you know, we wanted to go support Frances. Um, we also know Frances Mercier's uh, manager. So we wanted to make sure that we saw her. Her name's Tay. Shout out Tay. Friggin' badass. Um, and we actually got to link up with her after the set too, which was really dope. And we got to see Anthony from EDM Train. Shout out to Anthony. Shout we took to a quick pick. What's up, Anthony? Yo, yo. Got to see Anthony. It was fun because he he got up on stage and he was taking videos of Francis. And I was like, babe, that's Anthony. Just, you know. <laughs> she did, she <laughs> was like, taking videos. Anthony? And I was like, oh yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> so cool. Super, we had met him nice guy. At, a, at a set in New York. So it was dope to, to link up with him for a sec. That is dope. And also, at the same time, was Pauline Herr, who also sang vocals and threw down. Was a very heavy set. My bass heads with me were very happy with it. Mr. Hype followed that. 
it was very cool because James Hype actually at one point came down off of the stage and ran the entire rail from one side to the other. So we have videos of him passing right by us. It was cool. <laughs> high five line. Yeah, it was it, a cool high five It was line. very dope. It was very dope. And we got to meet all of Tay's friends, which is a lot of fun. Our friend Yosef from New York met up with us for that set. Victoria was with us. You guys were there too, but you were like in the back towards the middle because Vanna's got to get those videos in the middle. She's got to get the whole stage. The whole stage. Vanna Stonehands. She's got to be right in the middle. <laughs> Vanna Stonehands. Vanna Stonehands. I was like, Vanna, do your arms get tired? She was like, yes, but I just think this is forever. This pain is temporary. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm so happy I know that she said that. That's perfect. It was during the Above and Beyond set that I said, Vanna, I am nominating you, our rave fam treasurer, treasurer. because you take the best videos. And she goes, I accept it. <laughs> she had to get her videos, you know? And honestly, I'm so grateful for it because I rarely stop and take videos. So it's so fun to have them at the end of the night to go through. True. I had a little, I hate to say this because I'm don't. i not like that. I'm not that person. Do you have a little bone to pick? I had a little regret. It's like if you were to do it again, that's what you would do. Exactly. That's a way to put it. Because like, I don't regret it. But if I had to do it again, this is what I think I would do. And I think that I learn more with each festival that I go to because first of all, when I first started going to festivals, I didn't know shit. I didn't know like who the artists were. Aaron took me to the stages. And it was a bit of following the vibes at that point too because I didn't really speak EDM at that point. So, you know, obviously like I'm going to like more house stages and like, you know, kind of following like Aaron's lead, which was like super reliable. And now that I've kind of like come into my own and really understand like, what I like, there's no turning back. Everyone, when I met Frenchie, it was like house and like nice stuff that like trance, like what Moody was listening to. Oh, Frenchie like throws down now. Frenchie's like, give me that like dirty stuff. Like, let's get after it. I love it. I love this evolution, which has been complete for a lot longer than most people know. She's been an undercover bass head for a minute. It's true. I have been an undercover bass head for a minute. I think that what it was, Seven Lions, December 27th, 2019, changed my life. They played Island and you were like, this this is it. I found it. Island and another me. I, I done for. Yoi, yoi, yoi. Oh, those yoits hit so nice in that song. Erin <laughs> spent her the majority of her time at Circuit Grounds last year. I had a really good time at James Hype, but I learned that when given the opportunity to see Trivecta, I gotta go see Trivecta next. Oh, so. he sh was shredding the guitar. Oh. We were there for the beginning of it, and he was just up there, like, like doing his thing. He loves playing the guitar, I think. It was pretty badass, not gonna lie. Shout out Nick, my boy, Nick Flig, does not miss a Trivecta set. I mean, for good reason. Obviously, yeah. All right, we can't talk all about Trivecta and not play a song. So I'm going to play, ooh, this one's called Light Up the Sky with Wooly and vocals by Scott Stapp.
That's some good stuff. All right, back to the recap. James Hype into Above and Beyond, Legends of the Game. That was definitely a highlight for me of the weekend because we were like all together in the middle. It was the only set the whole weekend that I cried at because they played my song Almost Home. It's my favorite Above and Beyond song. I was so happy that Becca was there because I know it's not her jam. I think she did have fun though because like I turned to her and I was like, I fucking love this shit so much. And she like had this big smile and she was like, I do too. And I was like, ah, it's it's just so special like to share those moments with your besties. That was right around the time Becca was like, Vanna, did you see they had acai bowls? But I'm with you there. It was super special. And I had actually one of my college roommates, Eric, and his pal, Curdy, my pal as well, were there. And it was worlds colliding, which was so cool. We were all there enjoying music we love. Two totally different groups of people from my life. Where else in the world does that happen? Also, want to play that Above and Beyond song? I fucking love it. It's so good. From above and beyond, we all went as a squadron to Wooly. My first time seeing Wooly, that was another one I was thrilled to finally see. And we linked back up with our couch homies. That's where we spent the rest of the night. Ooh, we went Wooly, Weethan, Troy Boy, Zomboy, Rez, just back to back to back to back, lying on our little couches. Yeah, we had quite the campsite going on there with all our little couches in the middle. There was four of the little blow-up couches, and we set them up in like a U and then laid sheets down in the middle of it and just had our whole whole squad in there chilling, lying down. And you took glow sticks and made a little border, like a property border. <laughs> That was Kira. (laughs) Shout out Kira, our incredible rave mom who provided one of the couches and was just good vibes the whole time. We'll see it for us, Kira. Also, shout out to Paul and... Marlo. 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 Marlo, eight months pregnant. Eight months pregnant thrashing. Dude, she is a badass. Bad fucking ass. Certified badass. Hats off to Marlo because she was there all three days too, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. She did all three days. Eight months pregnant. Go off, queen. Like, bad bitch. Hell yeah. Right and she's headbanging at circuit grounds. Literally. Like. I mean, she was toe-to-toe with me. Yeah, yeah. The best was their base head, so they, like, sudden death. And the baby apparently was a surprise. It was unplanned. So Vanna made them, made Paul a candy that said sudden daddy. It was just perfect. Because he is a sudden daddy. It's a surprise. So funny. Yes. 
But I do have to say that Wooly was one of my favorite sets of the weekend as well. Wooly destroyed it. He just annihilated it. It was so wonderfully face melting. Wonderfully face melting is a great way to put it. So perfect. He's such a good set. Unfortunately, had to leave for a second to go to the bathroom. But it was when, like, I had just gotten over to the bathrooms that he started playing another me. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to stand here and like dance by myself for like a hot minute. And I did, man. Like I was thrashing. There was like a little rail next to me and I was like going at it. I was like dancing around and people are like staring at me. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, (laughs) this is is it. This is the the moment. Who cares? And then as I was going into the porta potties, one of the most hysterical moments of, of the weekend, I, I'm walking by a porta potty. This guy like goes to open it because it's green. Like so he's like, all right, no one's in it. And he goes to open it and then he like kind of steps back for a second. And I'm like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden a guy comes out and he has like a sudden death like mask on. <laughs> and so he like jumped back. I start cracking up and then there's a guy behind me who like witnessed the bathroom thing happen, witnessed me laughing. And then he is laughing even harder than I'm laughing. And I look back at him and he points at me and we just like have a, like a two second like exchange. You saw that? We saw, I saw that. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just like one of those moments where you're like, this would only happen at a rave. Like only four strangers all connecting and just like it being so fucking funny (laughs) like not even having to exchange words none of us talked to one another it was just like we all understood (laughs) it was awesome man i was in the porta potty just chuckling away (laughs) just like wow i'm so happy it it made me really happy that i left woolly set because i was like I wouldn't have had to experience this. And like, I loved it. It was, it was definitely a highlight of the weekend for me. It's great when a highlight of the weekend is at the porta potties. That's unprecedented. <laughs> uh, it was awesome to be there for the whole woolly set, thrash our faces off, and then have all these people leave circuit grounds, which just opened up for Weathen. What a cool set. It was like, Really interesting to like go from Wooly, which was like so much harder to go to Weathen, which was so much more comparatively melodic and to be able to like enjoy like the highs and like the mid tempo and like the lows of the Weathen set. And it was also very just like playful. It's a very cute, playful set. And to be able to have so much room for all of us to frolic, that was super fun for me. And the lasers were dope. For yeah. He played all my favorite Weathen songs. I was like, yeah, go off. Because the night before, we were like, what kind of set is this going to be? Because if you've listened to Weathen, it's kind of all over the place. And he just somehow mixed it all in together perfectly. Hit all the bases. It was fun. That was just professional. A polished, nicely done set. Yeah, we saw him at Izu 2019. And I remember loving his set then. But that was a day set. And there's just something about a nighttime set that you're like, ah, it's different vibes, man. Like, especially when there's lasers and shit, you're like, yes, this is this is it. This is where it's at. It was just a really sweet set for us to frolic to, too, because I was like, this is just like a really nice, like, core memory making moment. You know, we didn't have like such a fun frolicky set. And that was really special for me, for us, you know? True. I yeah. loved it. It was nice to take a break from the, the thrashing for a second. Definitely. <laughs> After Wooly, who was like, as you said, mel- face melting. <laughs> we had a, a a nice little cuddle puddle going for that one. My gals, Becca, Vanna, and Kira, we were all just lounging on the couches, vibing. 
And then you were, yeah, you were at circuit grounds the rest of the rest of the day, right? We we stayed there. Troy Boy, sensational. My first time seeing Troy Boy. Micah, who I've mentioned a few times, has seen Troy Boy a number of times, and they were like, "Get ready!" And I loved it. And then we hopped over to Zomboy. I met up with you guys in Zomboy, and that was a vibe for sure. I was so grateful to get the time that I got at Zomboy, but just like Trivecta, I learned my freaking lesson. I will never miss a Zomboy set. <laughs> I only got like 20 minutes in, but those 20 minutes were pure fucking gold, bro. They were yeah. so good. They were so good. But again, you know, we saw him at Izu last year. It was during the day. It was a different vibe. Different vibe. You're right. That's true. And I felt like when I saw that set at Izu, I was like, all right, I've seen Zomboy. Like I, I, like you say, I could check that one off my list. I didn't feel any need to really go to see him at EDC. But then when we did get to Circuit Grounds, I was like, okay, yeah, this is hitting. This is this is definitely what we wanted to see out of all of the, the sets happening at this point in time. Like Zomboy was the one to be at for sure. Yeah. Mans took care of business, did what he had to do. He understood the assignment, knocked it out of the park. And then you guys stuck around for Res, which we saw like the first two songs. We were like, oh yeah, this is very dark. Don't think we can end on this. Got to end on a high note for us. <laughs> we went over to the beach stage and started off at Blue Claire back to back Matroda. And then we were just like, uh, you know what? Let's go check out Wax because we know we love Wax and we know he's high energy. And that stage is awesome. And Stereo that Bloom, yeah, so absolutely awesome. so dope. And that was definitely the move. He has lasers going, pyros happening. And we're just like, you know, vibing. And then all of a sudden, our friend Yosef comes up. We're like, oh my God, that's so funny. Like, we didn't do any coordinating at all with any of our friends. We didn't tell anyone where we were. I didn't have to flag up, like none of that. So Yosef shows up and then friends who we had met of Aaron and Yaya, like five of them show up. And then we're so like, oh my God, we're friends. And then our friend Adam shows up, who is like completely unrelated to any of these people. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? It was like the the trifecta that like those three things happening. We were like, wait, this is like a little like rave day miracle. It was so ironic and sweet and like unplanned and beautiful. And it was definitely the way that we were supposed to end the fest. The magic was in that it was the last set of the festival. No coordinating had been ha happened. And then all of a sudden, here are a good handful of our friends. And Victoria was there too, but she was out in the middle having a fucking blast. <laughs> the vibes were literally taking everybody right to that spot. And there you go. That's why you chase them. Honestly, I think if you and I, we were the anchors. Like we brought, we brought everyone in. We were, the, we were the magnets. We were emitting the, the good vibes. Mm. You put them out and they come to you. The moths came to the, to the lasers. <laughs> to, the, to the lasers. <laughs> to the pyro. And then we had a really sweet moment. We met this person named Seven. They're non-binary. They um, just started learning how to shuffle as of like June of this year. They actually like are getting like really good. Like they were saying that it's um, a little bit harder for them to socialize. They're like a little bit more introverted and they like, like kind of like learned about like raves and rave culture kind of recently. And it was like, they went to like a rave or two and then that was it. They were totally sold, totally convinced. Their handle on Instagram is candy kid wook, like <laughs> very much like in there, like very much in there. And like, they're making that. like amazing candy. Like they were showing me the cuffs. He was like, yes, the cuffs. I was like, you just started raving. Like 
you look like a veteran. <laughs> They're just, it was just a very sweet moment. I got to connect with them too. It was, it was, it was just like the perfect way to, for us to end the fest. So I was really happy with that. Yeah. And, uh, and how was, how was Res? Oh, we sunk so far into the ground on those couches. They actually were like deflating and we were literally <laughs> physically sinking the more the set played. <laughs> I had never laid down for like sets like that. Weethan through Troy Boy, we pretty much just kicked it. It was really cool. My legs felt great at the end of the night in comparison to days one and two. So we talked about it. Like we're definitely getting the chillbos. How do you say it? Oh, chillbos. Yeah. The like inflatable couches. And we're going to bring them to every fest now so that if we want to just do a little pop-up living room, we can do that because, oh, the vibes were immaculate we are in i i was showing Aaron the the pattern so we're gonna look into getting a chill bow too that brings us to the end then we went home and talked about music for a couple hours went to sleep flew home until the next one until, until the, the next, next one, one which i bought my tickets today full send baby 2023 to edco edco you'll catch the urns there mikey you got yours yet mine is acquired hey let's fucking go i cannot wait should we start? Should we start looking at Airbnbs? You want me to send you some yes. links? Actually, on our spreadsheet, there were other links that I have saved for future houses. So we. Can oh, see. of course. Okay, you're you're even ahead of that. <laughs> oh, we were so blessed. Thank you, Dad, for driving all weekend. You're welcome. Thank you, Mom, for navigating and all the vibes. <laughs> It was really funny. Every time that me, Vanna, and Becca stuffed in the back seat of the car and you two are just in the front, like I just felt like a child. It was beautiful. <laughs> Frenchie is handing out the Uncrustables. And- oh my gosh. The Uncrustables, guys. We got a bunch of Uncrustables in Saturday and Sunday. Gave me life. Mm-hmm. A few hours ago, I announced that I would do anything for an Uncrustable right about now. <laughs> it's true, she did. Excuse me, everybody. <clears throat> yes, I announced it to Aaron and the kids like this. I would do anything for an Uncrustable right now. <laughs> what would you do for some dubstep? Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> I did want to just say really quickly, on Saturday, we met our new friends, Carly, Mia, and Kayla. And we plurred all of them, and during our discussion with them, we found out that this was their, they, they were new ravers. They had gone to Sunset Music Festival earlier in the year and they loved Sunset. They thought it was so much fun. And they were expressing that EDC, Orlando, had not been giving them the same kind of vibes and that, you know, there was a lot of pushing at the sets they were going to and like, no excuse me's and thank, thank you, sorry's. So we just like took a minute to like really talk to them and we talked to them about the plurality pod and we traded candy with all of them. I got this one that says EDC Orlando Hmm. and I got one that says XOXO, but Carly made it really clear that she wasn't making just like some dumb candy that says XOXO. She like put it on it because that's how her dad signs off all of, you know, his cards to her. I know it was cute. It was really cute. Yeah. So I think after we had that exchange with them, they had a little bit more hope for for the the weekend. Mm-hmm. It felt like we had lifted them up a little bit because they they were definitely feeling a little down. Well, if you're in the midst of some bad vibes, it can happen. So you got to get out of there. That's why we chase them because it really makes a difference. And that's what we said. We were like, you know, just go to all the stages. Like, chase the vibes. They're out there. You just got to find them. Go to open space. Just get goofy. 
get goofy. Speaking of new ravers really quick, it was super special for me to get to be at this festival with one of my dear friends, Noah Polonecki, who I lived with in college for three years. This was his first ever big festival because he has a wonderful girlfriend named Clara, who is a longtime raver. They've been together a little bit now and she's gotten him into it. And to hear him say like, oh, I understand now. Like, now I get it. It was the coolest. I was like, yes, they came with us to sudden death. And then they stayed for slander. We just left them in their little bubble. They were so cute. Uh, That was also super special for me to get to experience with a very, very dear friend of mine. That is sweet. That's always the best. When you make new friends and then you have old friends. Yes. Your old friends meet your new friends and then your friends from other states come. He got to meet you guys. He got to meet our whole group. Yeah. And and truly, like, you know, we we ran into people who we met at Izu this year. We ran it, you know, we, we found Adam, who we met at Bonnie and Clyde. Victoria and Michael, who came with us, we met at Allison this year. This year, yeah. So it's like you you find your friends at these sh- these show like the good vibes come to the good vibes like you attract what you put out. Oh my gosh, this girl that I met at Odessa, Emily, just during Wooly, her group just happened to be immediately next to us. Which, if you've ever been to a set at a festival like this, that is crazy that you just happened to be next to somebody. We just got to hang out for a little bit, and then when we're leaving. We took a picture for a group, and then all of a sudden, this guy was like, hey, his name was Jake. We met him in Odessa as well. We literally took a picture of his group, and he was like, wait, I know you guys. Me and Vanna were like, holy shit. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, my God. That's so awesome. It is so awesome. It was like, whoa, small world, Yeah, so funny. And it's just like out of hundreds of thousands of people, like how does that freaking happen? But you know what? That seems to happen more often than you would think because I guess, I don't know, you you end up being drawn to the same people that you like. It's cool. I don't know how to explain it. A magical weekend, we can put a bow on it and move on to the next. Guys, we get to keep doing this. That's the crazy part. <laughs> raves to the grave, baby. To the grave. We're going to be those 70-year-old people with our Raves to the Grave shirts. Hey, Frenchie, where can everybody follow us on social media? Everybody can follow us at Plurality Pod. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on TikTok. All right, Aaron. Peace, love, and Uncrustables. <gasps> oh my gosh. How much does a box of Uncrustables cost? I might have to go get one. 10 for 10, babe. 10 for 10? Well, at Walmart. <laughs> at the Super Walmart in Orlando. At the Wally. <laughs> at the Super Walmart, yeah. <laughs> was it super? It was spectacular. It was pretty super. Whipped cream, Juicy M, Barbra Streisand, thinking of ya. Did you see that Miss Cream is now a brunette? I did. I'm on board with the brunettes. I mean, you know, still the same cream. Still the same cream. Still good cream. Thank you, Mikey. Thank you, DJ Emood. Thank you, Frenchie. Thank you, Frenchie, for bringing the sunshine no matter where you are. The Sunshine State's got nothing on you. Wow, these two fucking cuties. The video that I got of these two during Weepin. It was so cute. Do I have a copy of it? I've sent it to you like three times, Frenchie. Did you really? I texted it to you. It's in the folder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have it. This is some serious skanking lads right here. Skanking lads. The lads.